Hello everyone and welcome back to Astrology Now podcast. My name is Christine Rodriguez and in this segment we are going to be discussing the upcoming month of September and doing a full September horoscope talking about the main dates to watch out for and what the astral bodies are doing up in the sky in the ethers before we get started i always like to remind you all that i study the vedic sidereal system of astrology which is different than the western tropical system so if you would like to learn more about the difference between western and vedic astrology go to my website innerknowing.yoga click on media and then astrology now you'll find a podcast embedded there that will help share the difference between western and vedic astrology And if you want to calculate your birth chart, go to my website, click on offerings, and then chart to see where the planets were placed astronomically at the moment of your birth. So I am settling down after a super long and busy day, and I feel really grateful to be here to get to talk about some astrology or more about astrology. I've been talking about astrology quite a bit today with readings and clients and things like that. I feel so, so, so fortunate. Um... And I'm getting ready to go camping with my best friend, and I've been looking forward to this. We're going to the high desert. We are going to do some camping out there, and I have some other travel plans on the horizon that I'm really, really looking forward to. Um, Traveling always helps me broaden my perspective and regain clarity and regain inspiration. And so I feel that... And I'd be curious to hear for all of you if you have something like this, because I feel like a lot of us have this type of thing in our life. But for me, I can feel when I haven't been traveling and I can feel when I haven't been studying. If I haven't been traveling, if I haven't been studying, I start to become very dry. It's like my, it's almost like my psychic space is like dry and barren if you will like I don't know how else to say it but if I study something it like adds the juice back if I take a trip if I travel it's like I get watered it's like that psychic space and psychic awareness gets watered it's like I'm better at my job I'm better at my relationships I'm better at everything so studying and travel is like part of what helps me do things and it doesn't even sorry I'm like telling you guys all about my personal life now but it doesn't even need to be like a trip trip it could be like going to rock climb or going swimming in a new place I haven't swam before like doing something that introduces me to a new place and a new experience or um, something of that nature so anyway hopefully after my camping trip I can come back with new insights for everybody because I plan to do a lot of reflecting there So that's what's going on for me. I hope that some of you have something exciting on the horizon and I hope that that kind of prompts you, you know, what um, waters your land or (laughs) brings life and vitality back into your psyche. Be thinking about it. I think that if we don't know that about ourselves, it's important to know. It's like part of self-care. So looking at September, I actually feel like we have a lot to work with this month. I think that this is a month to actually be pretty excited about. There are a few things to note to watch out for, but overall, I think that this month is full of amazing potential. And some of the bigger transits we'll see this month is going to be Mercury retrograde. So we do have a Mercury retrograde coming up. We are going to see K2 move into a different nakshatra, and those are probably the two bigger... um, 
transits to note, we're going to have some planets that are exalted and debilitated. And so we'll get into that. So at the beginning of the month, from September 10th until October 2nd, Mercury is going to retrograde. And keep in mind that Mercury is in the sign of Virgo. So Mercury is going to be retrograding in the sign of Virgo for that entire duration of time. Mercury will actually be in Virgo until October 26th. So Mercury is going to be in Virgo for quite some time. And Mercury is exalted in the sign of Virgo. This means that Mercury feels really supported in expressing its qualities. Mercury is the planet of communication, analytics, logic, reason, strategy, planning. It's the planet that governs math and like logistics. It is communication of all kinds. And when I say technology, it's technology of all kinds. It could be a computer or a phone or apps. You know, apps have gone down during Mercury retrograde before. It could be our vehicles or our espresso machine and appliance. So anything you know, that we consider technology, Mercury is going to govern. Of course, it's also travel. Mercury has a lot to do with traveling and it is information. So any information, anything that we're reading on the news, anything that we're hearing on a podcast, anything that we're sharing, it's also our oratory skills and our ability to communicate ideas and communicate in general. So when Mercury is exalted for this period of time, this is an amazing time. We'll talk about Mercury retrograde in a second. In general, when Mercury is in Virgo, this is an amazing time to get organized, to strategize, to plan for the future, to be thinking ahead. It's an awesome time to do presentations, to have really amazing conversation, to um, maybe invest in a new appliance or something new that has to do with technology. Awesome time to give any type of presentation or write any type of paper. Um, like if you're a student, it's an excellent time for any type of student work. And I really want to focus on this idea of like planning and moving ahead. Virgo, where Mercury is exalted, this is the sign. And I actually, I feel like, I feel like that this has happened for a reason. I've been working with one of my dear friends here. Her name is Selena. I actually had her on the podcast before. She's a Virgo rising and she is helping me with property. She's a realtor. She is so detail oriented, so forward thinking, plans for the future, plans ahead. She is critical. She's again, she's detail oriented. She wants things perfect. And she's constantly thinking about the next step, highly, highly organized. She can create a spreadsheet with like 50 items in 30 seconds. I mean, this woman knows her stuff. She is on it. She's communicative. She's intellectual. She knows how to ingest, process, and regurgitate information at the drop of a hat. Virgo, of course, is also going to be health and wellness and service as well. So this is an excellent time for being detail-oriented. You know, if there are areas of your life that you've been slacking or if you've been ignoring, now's the time to get it together. If you don't, it may bite you in the butt when Mercury retrogrades, okay? So again, Mercury will be in Virgo from, from now, from when you hear this, until October 26th. But Mercury is going to be retrograding from September 10th to October 2nd, which does complicate things. This retrograde can certainly have a negative impact on communication. So in your personal life, be very mindful of how you communicate 
and be extra patient with other people in the office, your employees, your coworkers, your students, your children. Be really mindful. There may be some miscommunications at this time and we can like trip over speech or just feel generally confused. That's another thing. Our logical mind, our rational mind and reasoning may struggle. There may be things from the past that come up to reconcile. And so that's what I'm saying. Be on your stuff. Pay attention to detail. Pay attention to nuance. Like when you're sending an email, make sure the I's are dotted, T's are crossed. If you're handing something in, if you need to print out something for work, make sure it's printed days in advance just in case the printer goes out. You really want to be on top of things and be proactive because during this retrograde, it can definitely challenge us with the technology, the communication, travel plans could also get interrupted. So those are the things to watch out for. But on the positive note, this is an awesome time to review how we have been planning our life, how we have been organizing our life. Are things going in the direction that we want them to go? Are there areas that we've been neglecting? Some of us neglect relationships. Some of us neglect finances. Some of us neglect homework. You know, there are things that all of us have a tendency to be more negligent on. Now's an awesome opportunity to review our life and plan strategically so that we can do our best in all areas of life to show up fully for the things that we find important. You know, if we don't find it important, if it's not supporting us, if it's not supporting someone else, then whatever. But if it's something that actually matters to us, if it's something that has an impact on somebody else, it's such an amazing opportunity to turn inwards, to focus on our plans and get things in order. So planning, it's a good time. It's also an excellent time for reorganizing. Um, Retrograde is a time of like RE, so returning things may come up from the past reviewing revising reanalyzing renewing again be prepared this is a powerful retrograde i do think that we are all going to feel it and our mercurial friends virgo rising virgo moon gemini rising gemini moon are likely to feel it more than everyone else because mercury is a personal planet for them so that is mercury retrograde and mercury you know in virgo Venus is going to be in Leo starting at the beginning of September, and I actually love Venus in Leo. Venus is the karka for relationship. That's what it's all about. It's love, romance, fun, passion, um, flirtation. It also has to do with beauty and luxury. And Venus, of course, also has to do with wealth. Leo is the sign of the heart right? Leo is literally the heart. And Leo represents being charismatic, being expressive, taking up space, being grandiose. It's the sign that has charisma and vivaciousness. I love the sign of Leo. It's so fun. It's the fifth sign of the zodiac. It's associated to the fifth house, which is art, creativity, expression, has to do um, with children, lineage, Children are creative in Vedic astrology, and it's also the house of romance. So Venus and Leo until September 24th, I love this. If you are single, this is an amazing time to date. It's an amazing time to go out, to take up space, and to review what it is that you want in love and romance. This can be if you're in a relationship as well. When Venus is in Leo, 
first of all, we want to be mindful of like being overbearing or taking up too much space or being egoistic. We need to be mindful of that in ourselves and in our partners. But it's also an opportunity to review what do we want in love? What do we want in relationship? What does being in love look like? What does romance look like? Are you getting that? That is what we should look for while we're dating. But even if we're in a committed relationship, sometimes we forget. Sometimes we lose track. Sometimes it changes. And we can adjust as we go along for ourselves and for our partner. So you may even ask your partner, what does being in love look like for you? You know, how can we create that? Or what's, you know, is there anything that's not being fulfilled that you would like to be fulfilled? Just an opportunity to enhance romance and enjoy Venus and Leo. So much fun. Take advantage of it. Then <laughs> Venus goes into Virgo from September 26th until October 18th. So I will say Venus in Virgo means that Venus is debilitated. Venus um, in, is at its point of debilitation in Virgo. The positive thing is that Venus will be with Mercury. Mercury is exalted. It's retrograding too, so that kind of complicates things, but it's still exalted. So it's going to give some support to Venus. If you are an Aries moon or Aries ascendant, if you are a um, Scorpio moon, Scorpio ascendant, this may impact you the most. I want you to be mindful of miscommunications in relationship, um, conflict in relationship for everyone listening, even if you're not one of those signs. Because Venus will be debilitated and it's going to be with Mercury um, while Mercury is retrograding for some of that time until October 2nd. We definitely want to be mindful of the miscommunications in love, being overly critical in love, being a controlling or nitpicky, starting arguments, but it could also very well be the miscommunication or misinterpretation. So have that on your radar. What this is good for is that Venus in Virgo helps us see relationships more practically. It gives a pragmatic edge to relationship. Again, we may have a tendency to be a little bit more critical a little bit more nitpicky, but it's an opportunity, right? It's an opportunity to um, be real with ourselves when it comes to relationship. And when it comes to wealth, it's an opportunity to review really big time with, with Mercury and Venus in Virgo. This is an amazing opportunity to look at finances and how we've been spending money, what we've been spending money on and taking control of that as needed. All right. Um, but again, in regards to love and romance, it is probably uh, for a lot of us a period where we're going to be asked to look at relationships seriously, to look at them clearly. When Venus is in Pisces, it's exalted. It sees everything through rose-colored glasses. It idealizes everything. When it's in Virgo, it sees the reality of things. So Venus in Virgo really isn't that bad in my opinion. It helps us see what is real, what is reliable, what's stable. Um, so it is important to bring a realistic approach to love in this period of time. But what I really want y'all to be mindful of is again, um, being overly critical or overly harsh and to also be mindful of that behavior from partners, because that can certainly happen as well. So those are two of the bigger transits. The sun is going to enter Virgo from September 16th until October 17th. So if you were born between September 16th and October 17th, according to the sidereal system of astrology, your sun is in the sign of Virgo. So I want to say happy birthday to all of our Virgo suns out there. 
Thank you so much for bringing your practical edge to the world. Always noticing every detail, rather it be something we can improve on or a detail about ourselves that you can bring to life and help us to acknowledge and love about ourselves. And thank you so much for your strategic forward thinking mentality. It is so helpful in planning (laughs) and having people around to help us uh, think about these types of details and plan accordingly. It is so incredibly helpful. And I will say with Virgonian people in general, they are some of the most sweet, compassionate, um, just like loving people. So thank you so much for being you and contributing your amazing energy to the world. So with the sun in Virgo, this is introducing Virgo season. And of course, we're going to have a lot going on. We have Venus, Mercury, and then the sun is going to join as well. So it's going to accentuate the things we've already been talking about. Awesome time for organization. Awesome time for planning ahead, planning for the future. What I want y'all to be mindful of is criticism to others or yourself, perfectionism, being debilitated by perfection. This is what we have to be aware of during Virgo season is sometimes we can be so focused on doing things well or so focused on doing things perfectly that we don't end up doing anything at all. So do what you need to do, do the work you need to do, publish what you need to publish, you know, complete what you need to complete. Don't hold something in for the sake of being perfect. Perfect is an impossible standard to reach. So please keep that in mind. The other thing that I want to talk about during Virgo season is from the Bhagavad Gita. And so if y'all are not familiar with the Bhagavad Gita, it's a world-renowned sacred text. And it's an amazing book. If you don't have it, I highly recommend buying it and reading it. In the Bhagavad Gita, Krishna speaks about action and the fruits of our action. And he gives instruction that we should not pay so much attention to the outcome of our action, but we should pay attention to the action itself. And so because we're in this period of time, we're planning, it's such an amazing time to plan and strategize. I want to offer this to you because it helps me a lot with my own life and planning and getting caught up in that perfectionistic tailspin, if you will. Um, So Krishna's message is this, when we pay attention to the fruits of our labor, So this means we take action for a specific result. We're essentially setting ourselves up for failure. If we say something to someone with the hope that they're going to respond a certain way, how many times have we done that before? Where we say something to someone just to elicit a certain response, or we, you know, help someone just to elicit a certain response. We take action with the hope of getting something, receiving something, achieving something. We have no control over other people and we have no control of the external world. So we can take action and hope for the best, but there's no guarantee that the way that we act is going to yield a specific result. And I think about this in conversation all the time. And it was a lesson that I really had to learn with friends and partners and family members is that I cannot manipulate conversation. I cannot say things to people and steer them into a certain direction or guarantee a specific result. The best thing that I can do is act from the heart 
moment to moment. Speak from the heart moment to moment. Speak in a way that is authentic to me and in alignment for me and true for me. If I do that, the result will be what it is. It's the same thing with action. If I want to do something, if I've been If I'm inspired to do something, if it's from the heart, that action will be what it is. I can't control the outcome, okay? So when we really start practicing this, when we really start approaching life in this way of it's not about the result, it's about the action itself, that's when we really start connecting to our authenticity because we're no longer allowing the external world to control us. We're no longer allowing the attainment of possessions or the attainment of status or whatever to control us. What we're doing is we are aligning ourselves with our heart. We're aligning ourselves with our source. We're aligning ourselves with our true authentic nature and we're acting from that place and everything else is dharma. Everything else will fall into place. It may not end up the way that we want it to end up, but we did the best that we could because we were authentic and real and from a place of heart. Okay. So moving forward into Virgo season, try to really keep that in mind. Try to act from that place. Don't get caught up in fear. Don't get caught up in in perfection. Just act from the heart. And it is a time to strategize, right? In the Bhagavad Gita, Krishna says that we still have to take action. We can't just sit there and let the world happen. It's still dharmic to take action. So we still need to plan. We still need to... um, organize our life we need to tend to the things that are important and that's what the season is all about is tending to the things that are important to us that are a priority to us so that is where i will leave virgo season off with on september 23rd so from september 23rd until july 7th 2023 k2 is going to enter the nakshatra of swati and so k2 has been in vishaka for the last several months and i'll actually make a podcast specifically on k2 and swati but i just wanted to cover it briefly here First of all, remember that I use the true node system. Some astrologers are going to use the mean node system. That means that the date in which Rahu and Ketu transit, um, when they change signs, it's going to be different. All right. So I use the true node system, which would mean Ketu enters Swati on September 23rd. And we'll stay there until July 7th. But there's going to be a small difference between the mean and true node. So if you have planets between 6 degrees, 40 minutes of Libra to 20 degrees of Libra, this is especially going to impact you. And we would want to see your chart, the planet that's going to be transiting, the house that's going to be transiting to specifically know how this will affect you. But it's definitely going to have the most impact on those of you who have important degrees here. So again, it could be planets. It could also be your ascendant in Swati as well. Swati is an amazing asterism. Swati is all about education and travel and music. This is one of the most intellectual nakshatras, which makes them so fun to spend time with. One of the deities associated to Swati is Saraswati, who is the goddess of learning. So Swati has this natural association to learning. Of course, it's also music, education of all kinds. And it's also associated to Vayu. Vayu is the wind. So Swati has this element about it where it's in Libra. So it's all about relationship and interdependence and doing things together and connecting. But it's also very independent simultaneously. There is this very strong autonomous nature to Swati, which we are going to talk a little bit more about. 
Swati is also very justice oriented. There is a very assertive, maybe even aggressive nature to Swati. These are all things that I want you to be considering. And K2 is the planet that separates us from things. It creates distance. It creates separation. But it also causes us to look within. It causes us to be reflective, to turn inwards. It brings things up from the past. And it does bring up issues for us to reconcile. So as K2 moves through Swati, there is going to be karma around interdependence, relying on other people, but also individualism. There's going to be push-pull here. It can happen in our personal lives, depending on where this is happening in our chart, but it can also happen in the world around us. So globally, we may see partnerships globally have outs or have issues. There could be agreements that were made or alliances that were made that start being challenged. There can also be resistance with people. When Saturn enters Aquarius in 2023, we are going to see a lot of difference when it comes to how people organize and commune and join forces outside of other influences. Okay, it's going to become very oriented towards individuals, towards groups of people wanting power and wanting autonomy. With the addition of K2 and Swati, we may see again, more rebellious acts, people striving for independence, people striving to collaborate outside of the mainstream way, if you catch my drift. So we definitely want to be looking out for this. People are going to be wanting independence. They are going to be wanting autonomy. But again, there's still this Libra nature of coming together and, um, becoming a collective. So I do think that we will be seeing this emerge, this collectiveness and this binding together, but in a new and independent way. So we have that to watch out for globally when it comes to us on an independent level, you know, in our individual lives. Yes, this can definitely bring disharmony to personal relationships. It can bring up issues from the past to reconcile, but it's an opportunity to deepen intimacy and grow in ourselves and with our people. Of course, this can definitely break up some relationships, you know, entirely, but it will likely be for the betterment of everyone involved. So that is one of the more important transits in September, I believe, one of the biggest transits. And the full and new moon forecast, I will be sure to do an individual segment on as usual. I never really go into them very much on these um monthly horoscopes, but just so that you know where they are. On September 10th, we are going to have a full moon. And so remember that the full moon is a time of releasing, letting go, shedding layers, have that marked on your calendar. This full moon will be in the sign of Aquarius in the nakshatra of Purva Bhadrapada. This is going to be such an amazing full moon to create a segment on. The nakshatra of Purva Bhadrapada is such an enigma. I love that nakshatra, so I'm really looking forward to that. On September 25th, we will have a new moon in the sign of Virgo in the nakshatra of Uttara Falguni. And the new moon is a time of setting intention, of cultivating something new. And it is occurring in Virgo, which is going to have this amazing 
communicative strategic edge to it where we'll probably talk a little bit more about planning and where to focus our awareness and our energy for manifestation and bringing things to life so i do hope this was helpful this is the month at a glance it's a little bit more of a laid back month in comparison to what we've been having. I hope that you all are doing well and settling out and grounding. I do want you to know that I have the upcoming Inner Knowing Vedic coaching program kickoff on October 22nd, 2022. And this program is a lifestyle program. And the intention is to help you build a life of awareness, clarity, and authenticity utilizing Vedic sciences such as yoga, Jyotish, Vedic astrology, and Ayurveda. So throughout the program, you'll learn how to develop a daily sadhana or daily spiritual practice, how to utilize your Ayurvedic constitution to your advantage, learning what works for you, what will support you, what won't, and how to use your birth chart to plan to the best of your ability into the future. And that is um, one of the most interesting parts, obviously, in my opinion. And the last time I ran this program, it was so much fun. I got to know individuals so well and just watch them grow and expand so much. It was such a pleasure. I'm really looking forward to this next one. If you're interested, go to my website, innerknowing.yoga, click on offerings, and you will see the coaching program there to investigate. If you would like to schedule a reading with me to see how these transits are going to influence you personally, go to my website, go to offerings and then readings to schedule yourself. If you need weekly horoscopes in your life to know how these transits are going to influence you on a weekly basis, my Patreon is patreon.com slash astrology now podcast where I offer weekly horoscopes, recorded classes, live classes, tarot readings, so much more. Check it out. Instagram is astrology now underscore podcast. I'd love to connect with you there. Again, my name is Christine Rodriguez. This is astrology now. I'll see you all next week. Thank you so much.